This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, BC, and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey, the Canadian way, without an E. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to episode 305 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Every week, we tackle a different ingredient, dish, or style of cuisine, sharing our favorite recipes and learning from our wonderful guests. Today, it's National Spaghetti Day, so of course, we're talking all about spaghetti. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, I think it's important to remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and to engage conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. So I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. For the entire month of January, uh, for every new rating and review I get on this show on uh, Apple Podcasts, I will be donating $2 to Raven Trust, which is an organization that helps out with uh, indigenous affairs kind of all over Canada. So if you want to help out with that, go leave a rating and review. It takes like two minutes. And uh, I mean, you know, $2 is not a ton of money, but it adds up and every dollar helps. So today, January 4th, is National Spaghetti Day. And what better way to kick off 2021 than with an episode dedicated to everyone's favorite long twirly pasta. As a kid, I didn't appreciate pasta as much as I could have. For my family, pasta was our go-to on nights when money was tight, and my mom made a point of telling me that every single time. She was a great cook, so she'd always make a nice sauce to go with it, but there was something about knowing that this was our poverty food that sort of tainted it for me. Like, I would eat it, and even if it was tasty, I wouldn't find joy in it, because somewhere in my mind I knew it was a thing we were eating because we were struggling. That's a bummer because pasta is delicious, and because all food, expensive or cheap, should bring us joy, but it's also a bummer because that's a crazy burden to place on a kid, and because being poor is nothing to be ashamed of, and if you go back a few episodes ago in December, we did an episode on food security and talked a lot about destigmatizing poverty on that one. And I think that, you know, having grown up poor and, and have, you know, having that kind of burden and that kind of shame placed on that for me as a kid really tainted my appreciation for a lot of foods back then. And I've had to kind of undo that over time. And, uh, you know, now I'm at a place where there's a lot of stuff that's cheap that I used to think was my poverty food in air quotes that I love and, you know, find joy in, but it took me a long time to get there. Anyway, I'll save the rest of that thought for my therapist, but in an effort to reclaim some of the joy around pasta, I've gotten really into it in my adult life. My kids love it, my partner loves it, I've come to love it a lot too. And there's really nothing better for me than spaghetti. I like the way it sort of curls in on itself on the plate, like when you scoop it up and you end up serving way more than you think you will because it all gets caught up and tangled in the pot and it like tries to escape all at once. Like a, <laughs> I don't know why my brain goes here, but it's like a rat king, you know, when, when a bunch of rats 
tie their tails up in the sewer. That's disgusting, but this is where we are. Welcome to 2021. Spaghetti is beautiful, and so is my guest on today's episode. I love Mike Carosa so much. Uh, you might remember Mike. He was uh, one of the very first guests that we ever had on the show back in 2015. He opened one of our live shows for us. He was the last guest we had on this show before we changed format to be entirely about food. Then he's just got this really warm and joyful energy that I like. <laughs> I find so magnetizing almost. Uh, I just can't get enough of him, and I hope that you feel the same way. In this episode, we're going to chat a lot about spaghetti, of course, but also about the other foods that bring him joy, including Pizza Hut chicken wings, which, uh, funny enough, chicken wings are one of the first foods I ever heard him talk about in a comedy set. So that feels appropriate, I guess, to this relationship. I like when things kind of bookend like that, you know? Anyway, this episode is a celebration of the simple, the joyful, and the delicious, and I hope that you enjoy it. Here's my conversation with stand-up comedian, podcaster, and all-around good good boy, Mike Carosa. All right, today I am joined by the one, the only Mike Carosa. Mike is a comedian, a podcaster. You probably know him from this show, if not from lots of other places, frankly. Uh, he's got his own podcasts as well, and he has an album called Cherubic that is a comedy album that you should go and download, ideally off of Bandcamp, because uh, everybody knows that's where artists get the most money for the things that you download. But if you are on other platforms, you can also find it there. Mike, thanks so much for joining me. No, of course, Tom. Thanks for having me again. Always nice talking to you. So this is kind of fun. You were the uh, <laughs> the last guest that I had on this show before <laughs> we changed format. You are now yeah. the first guest of 2021 was i the first guest on the old format too no i was the second yeah okay yeah. second on the old yeah. format yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so th- so this is kind of fun it's uh starting yeah. 2021 the right way you know i i'm happy to be part of your milestones buddy you know it's very sweet that you keep having me on i appreciate it <laughs> well anytime you know we love you oh yeah and i love you right back buddy Let's uh, let's talk about some. Oh wait, you haven't introduced. I'm gonna let you do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. People know what this episode's about. This episode's yeah. about spaghetti. But before yeah. we get to spaghetti, uh, I always like to give my guests a chance to talk about themselves a little bit at the top of the show, uh, especially like the food that you grew up with, the food that okay. you liked as a kid, the food you like now. Kind of tell me all about Mike and food. Okay, so you're giving me a chance to talk about myself, which, bad move. This is a long episode. Oh, shit. Lock in, guys. (laughs) Get ready. Uh, When it comes to food, I have like this. So it's difficult to discuss food when it comes to what I, uh, what my relationship to food is. Because for me, it's like there's, I enjoy taste a lot, but I'm not very refined. So I like... I like a lot of the stuff that's really bad for you. Uh, the stuff that's really good for you, I'm like uh, unfamiliar with. Uh, <laughs> uh, I grew up eating a lot of, uh, you know, because when I was a kid, um, my mom, my get this will this will tie into some neuroses of mine. Uh, my mom told me this when I was a teenager, having a real tough time with being the fat kid at school. Which, by the way, looking back. I wasn't fat at all. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> like, I feel it's you. crazy. <laughs> um, and so it was, uh, my mom said, when, when you were a kid, I would cry because you wouldn't eat. And I was worried about you. But now I cry because you don't stop. And I'm like, great. Thank you very much. I'm uh, not going to give you a complex at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and so does that, d- did that develop a relationship to food that, that, uh, that basically turns it into a comfort and a retreat and, uh, and some sort of a stress eating? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but does that translate to me reaching for that for like celery when that happens? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> though I do enjoy celery. I just like, um, 
I like a lot of the bad stuff more. Like, uh, ooh, you know, if I'm getting Pizza Hut, the, the crust is stuffed. You sure. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I prefer Pizza Hut to a bunch of other pizza places, which should tell you everything, right? Because it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good, right? Uh, I'm not a monster. I'm not out here championing pizza pizza. Like, that's not sure. just cardboard with, like, cold sauce on it that's been out for too long uh like the, the pizza hut is way better than that but i also am like i don't know i i love pizza hut uh that's what this episode's about yeah uh, it's pizza hut uh but i grew up with like my dad cooking right my dad is um my dad loves cooking uh he he always likes to remind uh us that uh he never cooked he and then until he got married and Oh, you know how gender roles were. He was uh-huh. like, I'm lucky I love cooking because this one here, she doesn't cook. And uh, and my mom is like, yeah, I'm bad at it. And you remind me that I'm bad. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so <no>. you cook. <laughs> and so, yeah, my my mom's not a great cook. Uh, she can make a couple of things really well. But um, my dad is the cook in the family. And so I grew up eating like his pasta is the best pasta in the world and i've had a i a very few friends uh have uh in in my professional life have come over and uh and uh, had pasta and uh you know a, a pal of mine shane torres who's a great comedian you should check out he's got a great album too called established in 1981 uh he's very funny and and has done a bunch of really cool stuff uh, you might know him from that Guy Fieri bit that went uh, viral. Yeah, um, there we go. I knew he was familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He's a dear friend of mine. And when he was in town for his headlining weekend in Comedy Nest, he told me like, hey, I get to pick my openers. Do you want to come down from Toronto? And I said, only if you come over for pasta. And he was <laughs> like, what? So you're like, do you think this is like you using leverage? That's like, it's all I'm winning already both <laughs> ways. And then, uh, every now and then we'll just text and he's like, you got to tell, you got to tell your dad that I got, I want to come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're talking, we're talking good pasta. We're talking yeah. good pasta. Um, we're talking like, uh, chicken and veal cutlets where, you know, like we used to do them fried, but now we do them baked. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just cause it's a, it's a healthier alternative, but it's still, very similar like you know, sure, it's, yeah. it's breaded breaded meat <laughs> still still not ideal but delicious i don't uh, know man i don't know i'm i'm a big champion of the idea that there's no such thing as bad food i think that if food is like made with love and it brings you joy it is good for you no matter what it's like nutritional value is hey man tell that to uh god i wanted to pick a fun candy that'd be fun and the only thing that came to mind was starburst and starburst is like it feels old am i crazy (laughs) no yeah every time i eat a starburst i think i'm gonna like it and then i start chewing on it i'm like oh this is yeah i'm all right with them yeah exactly i like starburst fine but it stays in your mouth a little too long (laughs) yeah And and it's and look i i said starburst like that's old but i'm out here like I love Werther's Originals hard candy. <laughs> but that's different. Werther's Original hard candy, it tells you up front what it is. You know that I know. it's a hard candy. Starburst, yeah, yeah. Starburst sounds like it's going to burst in your mouth and then it's right. just dense. And, yeah, no. I mean, look, I've been on re- I'm on record saying this and I'll do it again. If I could change the taste of my mouth to one thing, what a weird <laughs> sentence. What a, wow. Commit to if it. I, lean into it. If I could change the taste of my mouth to one thing, it would be Werther's Originals because... <laughs> Just like, do you know how good that shit tastes? I do. It's so so good. It's so good. 
I have <laughs> I have this issue oh, where anytime man. I have where there's originals in the house, I yeah. like just I will have one in my mouth constantly yep. until I yeah, run yeah, out. Yeah. So I try not to buy them too often because like I have to record and like you know you get the clicky clacky sound yeah, yeah, on yeah. the microphone. It's not great. I'm right there with you. It. I can't be in charge of the Werthers if they're no. at all in the vicinity. That's it. I need um, to keep them behind a locked safe that I don't yeah. know the combination to. But that said, like yeah, again, my relationship to food is like. It's either a, too much of an indulgence or it's like self-flagellation uh, and, and, and there's like no in between. Like it's, it's one or the other. Right. And like I love chips. Chips are like my go-to snack. I drink way too much pop uh, and that's fine. Uh, I love a good soft drink. It's delicious to me. But I also need to taper down on that because I've, I've been a big boy for a while and I... Uh, I would like to get back to a point where I don't need a machine to breathe for me at night. Sure, sure. Um, and I'm not. And look, I say that, and I'm not even that big. <laughs> it's like it's crazy, uh, but that's it's big enough to require medical intervention. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I I do feel like at that point it's maybe worth some adjustments. Oh yeah, and ones. I have been. Yeah. I have been like I've been doing my best here and there. But that mm-hmm. said, uh, yeah. So big deal at the house. my dad's making shepherd's pie tonight Ooh, you know what i mean baby. like that's that's the kind of like he's like i have a craving for this and you guys get the benefit from it Damn. and then other times it's like this is my craving this today and i'm like oh it's a tomato salad and i i hate tomato <laughs> i have never once in my life enjoyed tomato that wasn't processed to shit like uh right. i like i love tomato and sauce I don't like tomato when the texture is uh, what it is because you know, that texture is goopy and gooey <laughs> and gross. And I don't like the way that if it sits on something for more than a second, it taints that thing. You yeah. taste that tomato. I don't like it. It's the same with olives. Olives can get <laughs> fucked, by the way. Really? Uh, yeah, 100%. Olives can get fucked. Um, non-sweet pickles, get out of here. <laughs> What are you doing? You look exactly like sweet pickles, but you're... Come on, get out of here. Uh, That's fascinating. I can't say I agree on any of those. I do understand the tomato one. I think, like, I don't mind, like, a fresh tomato, but mm-hmm. I definitely prefer it, like, blended into something. Right, but but then you hear about these monsters out there who eat them like apples, and you're like, who hurt you? <laughs> who in, Sometimes... Who, Sometimes Toby you. will grab an app, grab a tomato off the counter and eat it like it's an apple. And every time I'm like, bud, bud, like a cherry tomato, I understand. Just pop it in your mouth is what those are for. But yeah. you can't just bite into a full, you know, like a steak tomato. It's not right. Agreed. And also, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, t- uh, Toby's haunted. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> he is. He's spooky. He's a little ghost baby. <laughs> he's, he's full of ghosts. Um, all right we're we're talking tomatoes so yeah it feels like the right time to segue you know i always Uh keep an eye out for segues i try to be the segue king segue regent i guess there's not really a good like non-binary word for king or queen monarch yeah yeah a segue monarch monarch yeah yeah i don't like knowledge of magic the gathering comes into play again on this episode (laughs) (laughs) i'll be the segue monarch today um i uh 
I anyway spaghetti let's talk spaghetti because it is uh, of course the day that this comes out is national spaghetti day uh which I love when I when I sit down here's a peel the curtain back a little bit when I sit down to figure out content schedules for this show Uh basically what it comes down to is who's available when and what do they want to talk about except and exclusively in the case where I am looking at my schedule and I'm looking at the calendar and I see that there are (laughs) days that say (laughs) national spaghetti day or national biscuits and gravy day and they happen to fall on a Monday I'm like great locked in I have to do an episode about this let's make it happen Um, and you know when yeah with this one I was like well last time Mike was on the show you mentioned spaghetti with with red sauce (laughs) and I was like all right (laughs) calling up Mike let's do it easy peasy easy peasy mark for this let's make it happen I was like I don't necessarily want to like pigeonhole my Italian friends into the spaghetti episode but you set yourself up for this one so I don't feel that bad Uh, about it I mean I'm fine with it the other thing is like I'm even my dad was just like, you're such a manja cake, which is like the Italian word for not Italian, basically like the Italian insult for, Hey, you're not an Italian. You eat cake. Like that's what that is. Um, <laughs> really? Wait, yeah, what's wrong with eating cake? I, I don't know, man. He eats cake too. I don't get it. <laughs> um, the thing is, he's like, he, I don't know. I don't like spicy food. I'm not hairy at all. Sure. I'm expressive and talk with my hands a lot, but olives, no, thank you. You know, like all right. of my, uh, stereotypes about being Italian, I, I don't quite line up entirely. And, uh, and so for me to be like, oh, I'm pigeonholed into Italian. I'm like, yeah, my, my name, there uh, you, go. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm good with it. Don't worry Fair about it. Fair enough. Yeah. So spaghetti. So oh spaghetti. What is your, uh, what's your like, well, okay. So first off, you like spaghetti? Yes. No. Yeah, of course. Okay, I mean, good. spaghetti, cool. spaghetti's a solid <laughs> pasta. Yeah. Um, I have to say before we dive into this discussion. Sure. Spaghetti. Yeah. I, I want, look, I get, I want everybody to enjoy their food the way that they want to enjoy it, the way that they have to enjoy it, the way that that makes it good for them and easy for them or whatever. But if you're spending your time chopping up your spaghetti (laughs) instead of grabbing a spoon with your fork and twirling those bad boys, you're missing out on a big part of the experience. When I first learned how to twirl spaghetti on my spoon, I was like, whoa. I must be a real Italian in my DNA if this is working out. No more cake for me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I was like real proud of myself about that. And then, you know, it, it's just that I get it. Some people need to chop it up and stuff. But what happens when you chop up spaghetti? You're not having spaghetti. You're having no. thin pasta. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> I don't know. Same. No, not at all. And I don't understand how you're enjoying it that way. You're like <laughs> scooping it. You're scooping it like a savory cereal. It's gross. So to okay. to me, to me, it's gross. And you're going to want to twirl. You you know, what? who doesn't love an opportunity to twirl? No, everybody uh, everybody should love an opportunity to twirl. That's right. Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying is like, first off, before we get into talking spaghetti for real, real, you've yeah. got to talk about the way that it comes into our our lives and that's going to be the method of delivery of course uh twirling absolutely twirl it. yeah that's no i i'm in agreement there good okay i perfect. think if you're if you're not twirling on a spoon you gotta at least just be twirling with your fork you know oh yeah if, if you can if you can manage it where you're twirling it against a plate that's good for you like you're doing it all right you know yeah uh yeah because uh, i can i can appreciate like sometimes you're eating dinner you just want to have one arm just on the table 
you know, to talk and gesture with while you're eating and you just want the fork in the other hand. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to be like bothered by a spoon, you know, but you can twirl on just a fork. You can do it. It's not as easy, yeah. but you can do it. You can. You can. Yeah. I like I like a little lift with my spaghetti. You know, mm-hmm. I grab I grab it and I get a little lift just like slightly above the plate so oh, I can yeah. twirl it on the spoon. That's my that's my satisfaction because then I'm turning it into the perfect little bite instead mm-hmm. of this mystery where I'm like twirling in the plate and I'm like, "Ooh, I, it's down there in the depths and I uh <laughs> That's when you pull it up. Like, it's not a... Yeah. So, for me, I love a twirl on a... On a... uh, Yeah. On a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta have that. You gotta have the twirl. What's... uh, Okay. So, now we've established you gotta have the twirl. Can't go cutting up your spaghetti. What is your... You uh, can if that's the way you want to do it, but know that you're wrong. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can can set hard limits sometimes, you know? uh, Yeah. It's okay to tell people they can't cut their spaghetti. I mean, look, hey, man, I, I, you know, I've got friends with no hands that like maybe she's got to cut her spaghetti. Right. You know, like if that's just the way you got to do it, that's the way you got to do it. You know, but at the same time, you know, if 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 uh, if you prefer it, if if it's literally a preference, you're like, no, I prefer it cut up. I'm going to I'm going to make a little joke and then I'll move on. Sure, yeah. I think that if you're someone who just prefers to cut up their spaghetti, I'm going to give you a list of a couple of other noodle options for you that you might Yeah, exactly. Better. Yeah. yeah. My, like, are you cutting up spaghetti? Because, like, imagine somebody who, they're like, my favorite pasta, spaghetti. Hands down. <laughs> spaghetti is the, um, an amazing noodle. I love that when, uh, you know, uh, you, you put it into a pot and then it sinks in like it's taken mm. a hot jacuzzi bath. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> those words don't work together. T- it's taking a real hot bath and getting introspective and really slinking in. And I love it when it's on a plate with all the sauce and stuff. And then I love the way it feels when I chop it up into little pieces <laughs> and shove it into my mouth because that's my favorite part of spaghetti. <laughs> then that to me is somebody who's like not heard of other noodles or yeah. uh truly like must have some sort of some sort of like back uh repressed memory of some sort like i have a, <laughs> i have an ex who insisted that her her parents divorce didn't uh, affect her and then i picked up on little ways where i'm like oh no there's like there's stuff that you're clinging on to because that's like your dad's favorite song and uh he's not around so much uh and and i'm like oh i'm clocking it to me that's the kind of person who's like my favorite is spaghetti and i gotta cut it up to me it's like something happened (laughs) it had to i want my spaghetti to to be spaghetti but have the texture of rice right exactly so you like the food processor after cooking it otherwise it's might as well like make a smoothie, you gross dang dumb. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, so, Mike, what's your uh, what's your sauce preference when it comes to spaghetti? Oh, I'm a simple man. I like a bolognese mm-hmm. on spaghetti. Um, I mean, I've had it all, right? I uh, done my exploring with the spaghetti. I've done my exploring with pasta. I love it. Uh, it's my you know, it's my favorite food. Uh, so, like, I think bolognese is just a way to go for spaghetti. Like, mm-hmm. just a good meat sauce. Yeah, you've got enough. you've got your tomato sauce, but the meat is there, and you taste like it. You know, I like the meat to be more prominent than the tomato, uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I and I don't like chunks of tomato, so it's really got to be you know, uh, a sauce, right? But um, right. 
that said, like any sauce, you know, like pasta, pasta is delicious because it's a perfect texture and it's a conduit for sauce, which is right. the best thing about it, right? Is that it's all, it's both pieces great on their own working together. You have a masterpiece and I, I love rosé. I, I can get down with carbonara, um, do pasta with broccoli, just like butter noodles. Everything works with spaghetti. Right. But if you're asking me, hey, Mike, we've got spaghetti and we're just asking you, like, what sauce? Don't you can't ask for rigatoni because I know that that's what you really want. <laughs> you can't. You can't ask for it. What did I just say? Stop asking for it. Mike. <laughs> Mike, stop. Stop. Mike. Mike, Mike, that's enough. We only have spaghetti and that's what you're going to get. The sauce, though, we have every sauce or everything that you can imagine. I'm going to mull it over and think about rosé and bolognese. But in the end, I'm going bolognese, spaghetti, right. meatballs. You got to that. That's the way you got to go. You like that. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. How about you? What's your what's your what's your go to for it? So I think I would generally agree. I think like. A good meat sauce can't be beat. I love a good meatball, and I think that if you're having spaghetti and meatballs, you need it with a bolognese, right? Right, um, yes. I I like, you know, if you've got the meatball, I don't mind if the sauce is just tomato-based because, like, you know, you do have the meatball there. But right, I think there's right. something nice about the two meats. And uh, I also like, um, I made meatballs with uh, lamb a while ago. Oh. Like ground ground lamb instead of ground good beef. For you. It was nice. It was real yeah. good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a move. <laughs> Yeah, and here and here's the thing. Like I get, I'm also with you. If you've got just like tomato sauce and meatballs in it, the meatballs got to make the ultimate sacrifice, and you chop <laughs> that thing up. That's sure, the only yeah. cutting in a spaghetti plate. I'll t- I I'll do for myself. Is are you I'll a, cut up Are a, you a big a meatball person or a lots of small meatballs person? Oh, I'm a big meatball guy. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I like that. I like that you can like chip pieces off of it, like you're yeah. sculpting. <laughs> That's it. It it feels like almost, you know how when you have like a dip on the side of something, you can kind of decide how much dip you want on it. Like I'm thinking like if you got chicken wings at the pub and you've got oh, like, sure. like a dressing on like a ranch or like a blue cheese on the side, you right. can kind of decide with each bite how much you want of that. I think of uh, the meatball as the like hard, the solid food version of sauce on the side where yeah, you can kind of yeah, like yeah. decide with each bite like oh, i think i want like i'm gonna shave off this much of the meatball for this bite and then the next bite maybe you just want noodles and sauce and that's okay because the ball will be there waiting for you right and you mentioned chicken wings which i have to bring up pizza hut does great boneless <laughs> wings <laughs> you gotta have their honey barbecue boneless wings you will not be disappointed tell them extra sauce because yeah. they come they don't put the sauce on the side they put the sauce in there with it you got to have it with it but tell them to 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 not be shy with the sauce because the sauce is is delicious and their chicken is great and it's obviously (laughs) science-based and not nature but uh it's okay but like i said self-flagellation and indulgence (laughs) would you put a boneless pizza hut chicken wing on top of your spaghetti as a meatball for example what are you tempting me yeah Uh, (laughs) this is a challenge i would absolutely try it i would see i'd have to do it the same way that ortolan is eaten with like a shroud over my face (laughs) (laughs) i I couldn't do that 
without the shame involved. But sure. Uh, <laughs> but from the sounds of it, you often eat with shame involved already. To begin with, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, every <laughs> every bag of chips I finish, I grab a sharpie and I write on it what caused the destruction of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep my rosary next to me while I'm eating chips just to <laughs> <laughs> oh, like God. like I haven't been choking with the rosary around my mm. neck because I've eaten so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um yeah, no, I think um uh, to to come back to like sauce pairing with the uh, spaghetti. The only sauce that I will go for with a spaghetti other than a bolognese mm-hmm. is uh there's one pasta place in NDG called uh, Pasta Casareccia. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're real good. They're next to the famous Cosmos Diner breakfast place, right? Um, I, whenever we order from there, they have a spaghetti contadina that's like, um, the sauce is like white wine based with, um, like, I think I want to say pancetta and, uh, or maybe like, there's like maybe some like ground sausage or pork or something. I don't even know. It's very light, but it's very porky and I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look it up now so I can see what it is. Yeah. Because you said it was, what was the name of the item? Contadina. But I find that interesting because when I look up Contadina sauce on on like Google, I don't find any sauce recipes that look like what this restaurant serves. So I'm not really sure what their deal is with it. I mean, look, you know, some some people putting their own spin on stuff. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Let people explore. That's the point. That's the food. You know, if people didn't explore with food, we wouldn't have had so much that happens now, you know? Yeah. The fact the fact that we I don't know, man. I was watching <laughs> I was watching uh Diners, Drive Ins and Dives with my dad before like we, we were sitting down for Christmas dinner and mm-hmm. by the way, Guy Fieri, very fun dude. And I don't I know why him. anybody hated him to begin with. And then he does all this like great stuff for the world. <laughs> like, I think people, I think people are are ashamed to admit that they like things that they don't perceive as being fancy. And I think Guy is so like down to earth and like not like he he doesn't take himself seriously. And I think that people are embarrassed to admit that they like that. I mean, but that's I'm not. My, I love I, yeah. Guy Fieri, <laughs> but I yeah. think that was where that initial sort of snobbery around him came from. Was that he's the opposite of a snob? So everybody was oh, like, "We I can't," mean, you know. <laughs> to yeah. me, it was like it, I thought it was like, "Oh, he must be a bad person," because why else would they? That's be the thing. This he's not even. Him? He's not was, a bad person. Yeah, I was like, like I was like <laughs> worried that he would be, you know. So I like did a bunch of googling at one point because yeah. I was like, man, am I allowed to love Guy Fieri as much as I do? The worst thing I could find about him was that someone his old production company complained about him at one point because he was eating too much of the food from craft services he's like come on man that's to be expected yeah it's like well that's that's okay sure why not i mean that's the worst thing you're gonna do fuck it i mean not taking yourself seriously and like and 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 being stoked on yourself like that's the whole brand over here you know like Mm -hmm. that's my whole deal all right so like i (laughs) uh, game recognize game baby what does that even mean here uh oh man i just uh i you you mentioned the 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 contadina i i mean i i'm thinking of other sauces that i like with my with my spaghetti and like i said i i'd have to wrestle between rosé and and bolognese and i think it's because if i'm doing a rose if i'm getting a rosé we're going lighter on the sauce you're not going sure. too much right it's too creamy it's the, it's so heavy 
uh, and you got little chunks of bacon in it, you're already doing yourself a lot, right? You're, it's heavy, right? right? Um, but some of the best pasta I've had in my life has been rosé, and I and I, I I'm chasing that dragon, buddy. It's, <laughs> it's like you ever have like a really good lasagna somewhere, and you're like, man, the the possibility of this being a thing again. It's life changing. Wow. Wow, I can't believe anybody like found the formula, which brings me back to why I brought up Guy Fieri, which is like I was watching the show with my dad and the experimentation and uh, is the whole reason we're on this is that um, he's visiting these places and these guys are like, yeah, so the famous thing that we do is, uh, well, I, I, I come up with this rub and uh, I come up with this thing and you just watch this dude go through like. 12 different spices and 12 different like <laughs> ingredients and then he's like okay so what we do is we mix it together by hand then we have this industrial mixer that does the rest for us and we pull it out by then it's a little bit goopy right so when we get it goopy i throw it in the freezer for a flash five seconds now how i arrived at that five seconds i it was an accident and you're like <laughs> dude now you do it on purpose isn't that crazy isn't it nuts that like you unlock this and it's like become your thing and it's your signature and it's your, how you figured it out. Man, it's, it's really, it's incredible when you think about food that way. And it also made me think like, I never want to cook again in my life. Cause like, <laughs> it's so basic when I make literally anything. And right. then even thinking about like putting pizza pockets in a microwave, I'm like, do you know how much went into figuring out the pizza pockets themselves <laughs> that I d will not do for even making a bagel? You know, like right. it, it's just so funny to me that like food is this complex and yeah. this like wild. And then meanwhile, I like what what's the closest I've done is that I figured out that, oh, to get a laugh out of this joke, you need to say and instead of and, you know what I mean? Like right. that's, that's the closest I've come. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of it. I think that's the beauty of food is that like so much of it comes down to like little nuances and tiny little things like that can make a difference. It's wild, man. Like, I don't know. We interrupt this delicious episode of Up for Discussion to bring you an important message. Do you like winning contests? Do you like supporting local businesses? Do you like combining two things that you like into one even better thing? Then I have good news for you. We're running a little giveaway over on Instagram right now. Go follow us at Down With Talking and leave a comment on our new post about the giveaway and you can win a $25 gift card for DoorDash. DoorDash is a service that lets you order delivery from some of your favorite local restaurants. And I don't know if you've been paying attention recently, but with everything going on in the world, restaurants really need your business. So go to Instagram and follow us at Down With Talking and leave a comment for your chance to win a $25 DoorDash gift card so that you can support your local favorites. Now, before we get back to the show, I want to take a minute to tell you about Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that lets creators like me work directly with their audience, like you, to produce the best possible content at the lowest possible cost to those creators. So by supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be able to request topics for episodes of the show, like one of my patrons, Patrick, who requested an episode about pasta. Now, technically, this episode is about spaghetti, specifically, but that's not going to stop me from telling you about a few of my other favorite takeout pastas right here in the mid-roll before getting back into it. So I think despite spaghetti being maybe my favorite the beauty of pasta is that there's so many options that you really can't go wrong and it kind of makes it hard to choose one favorite pasta shape because they're kind of like multi-utilitarian like they have so many different shapes and each of them is good for something different um so while spaghetti is kind of my like go-to my like you know I, I think it is a beautiful perfect thing sometimes i want something different and and that's okay and that's kind of the beauty of pasta 
part of reclaiming the joy of pasta in my adult life has been the realization that pasta actually delivers really, really well, and that there's multiple places in my neighborhood that offer great pasta options for delivery. Now, I mentioned Pasta Casareccia's Spaghetti Contadina in this episode, um, which I think if you're in NDG is a must-try if you like pork and white wine. Uh, Specifically, it's made with sausage and prosciutto and white wine. It's delicious. But I'm also a big fan of the Pasta Gigi from Pizza Delic on Monkland, which is a rosé sauce with mushrooms, green onions, and prosciutto. I guess I just really like prosciutto. I don't know. I usually get that one with linguine, but I've had it with penne and enjoyed it a lot that way too. If I'm making pasta myself at home, I usually go for a baked pasta, be it my famous lasagna, which, and I may regret this decision later, I've included a link to in the description of this episode, or a baked mac and cheese. There's really just nothing that compares to a thick, saucy pasta covered in melted, lightly brown cheese. Like, the way that the cheese will crisp up a little on top, so you get kind of a like almost crunch layer to it before you get into the, the soft pasta underneath is beautiful to me. I'll admit I'm not a huge fan of stuffed pastas like ravioli and tortellini. Like, I like them. I've just never had one that really hit me, you know? Like, at best, I've had them and said, well, that was great, but I've never had my mind blown by a stuffed pasta. I'm eager to be proven wrong and would love to hear any recommendations that you have, be they recipes or, you know, takeout options in NDG in Montreal. Um, and you can send me any recommendations you have on Twitter at Tom Zalatni. All right, let's get back to my conversation with Mike Carrozza. My roommate used to say that I made the best, like the best pasta she's had, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's crazy because everything I've done was store bought. Like, I think <laughs> she's like, no, I've bought the same ingredients and done it the way I thought you did it, and got very different results. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, is it because I don't measure salt? Is that it? Or or was it because I added too much meat from the butcher across the street? And maybe I disappeared an entire thing of butter, uh, which we had small. Ver- we had small butter. We had very sure. small. But like that's like the other things. I'm like, did you see the butter? How quickly it goes away when I cook. Um, I I gotta say, like just taking a a brick of butter and melting it into whatever you're cooking uh, never goes wrong. Oh, it does. It does though. Sometimes it does. <laughs> it, it it absolutely can. But. Uh, <laughs> But has it for me yet? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. I had um a while ago, we had like, you know, like, I feel like especially like because we're in a pandemic, blah, 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 like groceries, yada, yeah, yada, yeah. you don't get so, as many So as on usual. and so forth. Uh, yeah. Unprecedented times, whatever. Um, We were in a situation where we had like nothing really for lunch and like neither of us really wanted to spend money on Uber Eats that day. Right. We're like, oh crap, like what do we do for lunch? Let's and, be clear. Uh, nobody wants to spend money on Uber Eats. No. Like nobody, <laughs> we wish these places delivered on their own. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> Uber takes such a large cut that they then don't forward onto it's onto ridiculous. the people actually doing the the work. Yeah, and like even the, the store places, I work at, like we we our prices are so much more expensive on Uber Eats than if you come pick up in store because like they have to be because otherwise we don't make any profit because Uber exactly. Eats just like eats it all up and it's then the very tips go sad. to the drivers and not to the people working in the restaurant. Honestly, if you can avoid using a service like Uber Eats, do. But you know, oh yeah, I, yeah. you got to <laughs> check. You got to check to see if they deliver on their own. Yeah. Um, Literally, the, the first thing I do is if I find a place that I like um, after using, like, after checking Uber Eats for it and being like, oh, they got, like, look at this. Uh, I'll, I'll look to find out if they can deliver. Like, there was yeah. this place. Shout out. Oh, here we go. Shout out to Thai Room in Toronto. Um, Thai Room, I would order from them a ton. 
And then I was just like, I use Uber Eats for them a lot. And I, I think that they deliver now, right? <laughs> they got to deliver by now. And then I checked and, um, and they, not only did they deliver, but they had like a, uh, promo when you'd called them directly instead or something. And, right. and then I call and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's the waitress that I always saw when I used to go in person and right. Oh, she knows it's me too. And she knows it's me because it's not just me talking. It's my order. I asked for a thing on the side and she's like, Oh, you're Hodo's friend. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I am. Yeah. I absolutely am. I love that. Uh, please don't forget the thing on the side. It makes the, it makes the whole dish to me. <laughs> extra sauce on the wings and put them it's, on top of the spaghetti directly please Thank yeah yeah, you. yeah yes exactly and i'm co- and thai room is actually a front for pizza hut uh, which Naturally. i i honestly i will not feel shame for how much i love <laughs> what pizza hut's done with wings <laughs> sure you know i'll what? feel shame for how people are like yeah there's better pizza out there it's like yeah but what better pizza is there when you can just go to an app and be yeah. like I would like this and wings and not hear the judgment <laughs> on the other end of it. Yeah. No, I feel you. If I, the less I have to interact with someone to order my food, the better. Um, uh, but yeah, have c- you coming ever... back to that story, oh, I, I, I got to tell you about this because it was amazing. I, um... Okay. I, I don't want to forget this Pizza Hut thing because it's a very funny thing that I did. Okay, go uh, ahead. I'm, I'm going to write down Pizza Hut so that I don't forget. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And we'll yeah, come good, back good. to it right after. Um, so the... Um, so so yeah, coming back to that story, basically what happened was I was like, crap, we need to make lunch. What do I do? And I'm looking around and we have noodles. We have like the smallest jar of tomato paste and we have butter. And I think we had, uh, oh God, what did we have? We had like uh, a little bit of chicken. Like I'm talking like a very small amount of chicken from the night before kind of situation. Okay. And I was like, I was like, okay, I can work with this. Yeah, you uh, can. <laughs> yeah. And I whipped up a sauce using that that was, um, oh, no, you know what? You know what happened? Scratch that. It was not because we didn't want to order food. It was because I fucked up the schnitzel I was making. There we go. All right. <laughs> now I remember okay. how this actually went down. So this um, is Tom's fault. Yeah, we, we found I it. it up. I fucked it up. So, yeah, so right. scratch that. What happened was I was going to make chicken schnitzel that night. I had pounded out like twelve chicken chicken thighs uh, to like sheet thin. You know, I got the dredge ready. I got everything ready. I had the oil going. I coated the first piece of chicken and I threw it in the oil, and it immediately turned black because the <laughs> oil was turned on too high. And then you know, a bunch of the, the oh, breadcrumb no. and everything came off and started oh. floating in the hot oil. And I was like. Okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna fry this chicken in this, I have to like lower the temperature of the oil, throw it out, yep. <laughs> pour new oil, heat that yeah. oil up to the appropriate temperature. We weren't gonna eat for like an hour. I was like, fuck it, I'll boil some noodles. We'll make it happen. I start mm-hmm. boiling the noodles and immediately realize we don't have anything to make sauce with, except and this is where we come back to the tomato sauce or the right. tiny jar of tomato paste. Uh, the chicken that I've just, you know, fucked up, but have like 11 other thighs of. And uh, yeah, so I then was like, okay, crap, uh, I have to figure something out here. And I fried the chicken, like without the dredge, I just, you know, cooked the chicken after chopping it up into smaller pieces. And then I built a roux on top of that and added the tomato paste to it. And I made this incredible, like almost rosé sauce with chicken. And then I hit it with some jerk seasoning. (laughs) Buddy, you're and, uh, uh, you're off the map on this one. It was nuts. It was delicious, <laughs> uh, and I 
couldn't for the life of you like i don't think i could ever recreate this but it was such a moment of accidental innovation in my kitchen that i really wish i'd written down what i did with it because it was delicious and we like Uh, i was so happy i was so glad that i fucked up the schnitzel that is um that is truly the downside to living in the moment is that yeah uh, sometimes (laughs) you lose that moment for the future again which you can you know, I'm all for living in a moment, but I'm also way into the idea of recreating what's good, please. Yeah, exactly. This is why I'm never spontaneous, because spontaneity leads to future disappointment. Oh, boy. I think that's... No, you got to work through therapy on that one. I think that there's a little bit there, there that uh, yeah, you got to unpack it, that a little bit, I think. I got uh, to go talk to my therapist about that it, and about it, my obsession with cutting my spaghetti into little rice-shaped pots. You said you didn't do it. You said you I'm didn't sorry. do it. <laughs> I lied to you. I'm sorry. Mike, tell me your Pizza Hut story. Oh, I mean, it's a, it's such a little thing is that it's about not having to confront the shame on the other end of the line when you're mm. ordering a pizza. Um, but then you forget that there's a delivery guy. Uh, <laughs> and so he's knocking at your door and you buzz him in and then he comes up to your door and he's like, oh, that's okay. And then while I'm... <laughs> So I've done this a handful of times uh, and uh, I'll be paying and my roommates are not in on this pizza. This is me and sure. that's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it might like sometimes my roommate has been asleep or like and he sleeps through anything or like they're like they're not home. But what I what I've done is I'll, I'll be paying for the pizza and then I'll crane my neck inward to the apartment and go, I got pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Or like pizza's here, you know. Yeah, uh, you got to make sure they think it's for multiple people. Oh, I've done that a handful of times. More so as a joke for me because I'm like, I didn't lie. The pizza is here. Or it's true. I didn't lie. I did get pizza. Uh, but <laughs> me. But the guy's like, oh yeah, yeah I mean, the roommates are having pizza time. Or and sometimes my roommate would be like, "Yeah, <laughs> he'll be excited for me," but he doesn't like cheese, so he's never had pizza with me. And he's so, just like, genuinely stoked for you. Yeah, well, like yeah. maybe maybe we're like getting set up for a movie night, and I'm like, "Let's get the we'll uh we'll set up after I get my pizza here, and I'll and then we'll get the movie going or something, and then uh, the pizza will get there, and I'll be like, "Pizza's here," and he'll be like, "All right," <laughs> and pizza guy's like, "Oh, okay, this." This is weird because last time I delivered to this place, and yes, I do recognize him. Uh, last time I delivered this place, uh, he definitely, he definitely ate this alone. This was a very dark apartment last time, and yeah, it's the best. I have, and it's um, the same order. <laughs> I have a built-in hype man for for delivery now because uh, Toby has started to associate the doorbell with food getting dropped off at our uh, house. Because uh, like no one else rings the doorbell, you know, it's a pandemic. Even the yeah. mailman just slips stuff through the the door slot and leaves yeah. or knocks. Um, so the only time our doorbell ever rings really is if food's getting delivered. So as soon as the doorbell rings, Toby's like, yeah, French fries, yeah, pizza, yeah, chicken. Uh-huh. And if it's not any of those things, he's like, what the fuck? What is the fuck? But the best is that, you know, he'll stand at the top of the stairs while I'm paying or while I'm grabbing the food from the delivery guy. And he'll just be looking at the delivery guy with this big smile and shouting like, yeah, French fries. Yeah, chicken. And uh, when the (laughs) delivery guy turns around, he'll go, bye bye. Bye bye. And it's uh, incredible. That rules. (laughs) It's it's so nice, especially if I've just ordered myself food. Because I'm like, yeah, now this guy thinks that I'm going to eat. Or now this guy thinks that I'm not the only person who's going to eat like $80 worth of Korean food right now. Yeah, it's going to be a team effort. Yeah. That's got to be. Toby loves it. (laughs) 
Well, Mike, happy uh, happy National Spaghetti Day. Happy National Spaghetti Day to you too, Tom. I know you said you're going to eat mashed potatoes later. Not mashed potatoes, shepherd's pie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hope that whenever you next eat spaghetti, it is a joyful experience made all the more joyful by having had this conversation. And also, I hope you put chicken wings on it. I mean, I am definitely thinking of trying that for sure. I'm not... Does Pizza Hut do spaghetti? I feel like a lot of pizza places also sell pasta. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that they do. I googled Pizza Hut, and the first thing that popped up was an ad for Domino's. Ha <laughs> Those dicks. That's brutal. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It is what that's, it is. Can't, oh. can't hate the... Pl- don't hate the player, just hate the game kind of thing. Yeah. You know You know what I mean? Like, the Domino's is just doing <laughs> savage SEO stuff. Uh, it looks like they uh, they do have pasta at Pizza Hut, but they exclusively have rotini, which I find really silly. I mean, that is an odd decision to have made. Um, I'll also say I don't want the pe- the pasta at Pizza Hut. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? You could get creamy chicken Alfredo. No, with my line has been drawn. Sticks. My Fair line enough. is drawn. It's over for me. I I all I want all I want is um is just the chicken wings and stuffed crust pizza. Yo, they have a lot of sauce options. They do. They really, really do. What the hell really is do. Indian butter? Don't know. Haven't tried it. Uh, yeah. I have had the honey barbecue, and that was just amazing. Like, the honey barbecue is just the best sauce huh. they've got. So, uh, I yeah. I, I think know. if you're going to go with, um, if you're going to go with boneless wings at Pizza Hut, you're getting honey barbecue, no doubt about okay. it, hundred percent, no doubt, hundred percent, no doubt, no doubt. Like, I want to order like a sampler flight of like every boneless bite sauce at Pizza Hut now. This is beautiful. Honey barbecue, honey garlic, salt and pepper, burning hot buffalo, medium buffalo, mild buffalo, Indian butter, and garlic <laughs> parmesan. Okay, but four of those are are buffalo. We <laughs> yeah, have well, to admit, you know, four of yeah. those are buffalo, and and it's just like how hot they are. <laughs> <laughs> well sure but i mean here's the thing i haven't even explored the other sauces because honey barbecue is the top of the list and i'm like oh why do i have to look at the rest of the list of losers when the winner's on the top baby that's there's no reason it is it is uh definitely telling when the like default sauce is incredible that you're just sort of like well why would i ever I oh yeah bother now yeah but some you know i made the mistake oh god what a mistake this was i made the mistake of uh, getting honey garlic once mm-hmm and I was no like, these are terrible. Oh, no. Uh, but my roommate really liked them. And so that night, I treated my roommate to dinner. And I <laughs> did not have any because <laughs> they were so bad. They were really, I just did not care for them. So honey barbecue is the only way to go. Fair enough. Well, yeah. listeners at home, uh, I hope that you enjoy National Spaghetti Day. I hope that you enjoy honey barbecue <laughs> And apparently barbecue National wings. Boneless Wings Day. <laughs> you know? There are definitely infinitely worse combinations <laughs> than spaghetti and boneless wings. Oh, for sure. Have you yeah. had a, a raw tomato? <laughs> <laughs> a raw tomato and literally anything? <laughs> Olives? Uh, there we go. I'm there not going to stand for olive hate on this podcast. I will yes and your tomato issues, but I love an olive. Sorry, <laughs> Mike. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. It just ruins everything that comes after. <laughs> Um, Mike, before uh, before I let you go, do you have anything you want to plug? Any final words of wisdom? Now's your chance to do it. 
I have plenty of stuff I'd love to plug. As Tom mentioned Yay. at the beginning of the episode, I have a comedy album out. It's called Cherubic, and I'm a very silly, dumb boy. I'm really proud of the album. Uh, it was, get this, it was number one on the top ten list of albums by me uh, <laughs> that I made the list on published it nowhere. And I came in, it, Cherubic came in number one. Uh, and and had no other challengers, so their numbers two to ten were a real struggle because uh, they did not exist. Uh, so Cherubic is the best album of the year according to me, uh, and uh, uh, on my albums by me list. So please check it out. Um, I've got a podcast called Bummer Boys, but it's stylized like a stupid hardcore band. So X Bummer X Boys X. If you look up. X bummer. We're the only thing that comes up. And, uh, we, we, we had our, um, year in review episode come out last week. And this week we should be having, uh, Peter Tomaszewski on, uh, of peace be still and grand forward, great bands and a good dude. And it was a fun episode. I really recommend, uh, you check that out. I'm also starting a bachelor, a bachelor slash bachelorette recap podcast with Amazing. my buddy, Chris Magia. Uh, it's called We Didn't Get a Rose uh, with uh, with Mike Rose and Chris Magia. I'm from Montreal and Chris lives in Seattle. And uh, we met each other five years ago and only reconnected because of the show. Uh, and <laughs> we've been supportive of each other online and stuff. But then we saw each other tweeting Bachelor and Bachelorette stuff and just couldn't stop texting each other over it. <laughs> and now we have a podcast. But I'm trying to get him to agree to this. Uh, the whole name of the podcast is we didn't get a rose and the reason for that is because we are both guys who were sent home the first night of a canceled season that never saw the light of day but we're so desperate to be part of bachelor nation that we don't acknowledge we don't acknowledge that it was swept under a rug so we um sometimes we'll be like yeah you know we i only met lisa for about two minutes she knew it wasn't right then and that's fine it was nice of her to let me stay anyway but like you and lisa had like a nice like long chat and he was like yeah but that was mostly me talking about joe rogan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to say the joe rogan part um but that said uh like the the diegesis is that we are two guys from the band <laughs> the bachelorette who nobody got to learn or know about who are just going to talk about the bachelor and bachelorette so we didn't that. get a rose and bummer boys and cherubic and all around, uh, me, Mike Carroza, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-R-O-Z-Z-A. Just find me on Twitter, at Mike Carroza. Uh, I'm easy to find. I'll make sure there's links and Twitter spellings and everything in the description of the episode for ease of access. Yeah. Turns out my plugs were just as long as me talking about Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> as it should be, frankly. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, Mike, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. No problem, Tom. Thanks for having me again. Thanks so much for listening to Up for Discussion. Do you have a favorite way to eat spaghetti? Tell me all about it on Twitter and Instagram at Talking. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'd be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, who requested this episode, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Erica, and Chantal. Our patrons get access to our Discord server, the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, invites to exclusive Zoom dinner parties, and so much more. Again, that's patreon.com slash upfordiscussion. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice, and by sharing this episode with a friend, maybe a friend who needs to celebrate National Spaghetti Day.
You know, we all do. Everybody should celebrate today. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls and our cover art is by David Flam. You can and frankly should find links to support both of them in the description of this episode, as well as links to everything Mike and I talked about. Last but not least, the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week when we'll be talking with Lauren Taggart about Canadian food. Just takes a little time, it takes a little time, it takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind, we'll take it slow this time. I'm October Jones, and this is... I'm fish with legs. I'm a fish with legs. I'm the elemental creature of water. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs. Starring me and my best friend... (laughs) October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish With Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't be- for adults and kids. (laughs) New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it. Bye! If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.